First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back, or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano. And yes, I am still cold. Thank you so much for asking. I know that's been on your mind all week. And look, guys, today is negative 10 right now. I don't think I've lived ever in my life with it being negative 10. Now, I know so many places in Canada get negative 40. Sure. But do you have it with the fucking wind coming at you in all angles, blowing you away. Like yesterday, I took Luna on a walk. And we were being blown. We had she was trying to run and I was trying to run too. And I struggled to run to begin with. But also with the like heavy heavy wind trying to push me in the other direction was insane. Now if we had turned around and ran with the wind, I would have been using Bolt. But I wasn't because I was running with like against the wind and it was very difficult. So I haven't done an I don't care in a long time because honestly, I completely forgot that I used to do I don't cares of the week. But since I remembered right now, that is my I don't care of the week, this crazy ass weather. And then yesterday, not only was it so unbelievably windy, it was also snowing. It was like a mini blizzard, but the snow, there wasn't, it was snowing a lot, but thankfully it wasn't super sticky, so it wasn't a lot of snow on the ground, which is great. Let me try to see how windy it is today. First of all, we have an Arctic outflow warning. Arctic outflow warning until 2.39 a.m. Saturday, January 13th. Environment and Climate Change Canada, Metro Vancouver, Maple Ridge, blah, blah, blah. Tell me about the wind. It's 11 kilometers an hour. That's how fast the wind is. On a usual day, we've, we've got lots of wind. Wind is currently 11 kilometers an hour from the northeast today the wind speeds are 8 to 13 kilometers an hour with gusts up to 32 i'm telling you so yesterday i was trying to run against a gust of wind that was approximately 32 kilometers an hour like that's what i did yesterday what did you do and also can we talk about i mean you guys weren't there so you don't know but i'm going to tell you My dog was killing it. Yeah, the wind was blowing me, making it hard for me to walk. But she was acting as if there were no wind. She's a strong girl. Right, Luna? You're a strong bitch? Are you a strong bitch? She's a strong bitch. Yeah, that's my dog. Okay. Today on the itinerary, we don't have much planned. I do have things to talk about, don't you worry, but we are going to start with our listen bitch affirmation. I'm excited. Oh, are you okay? 
Una just like slammed into my ch into the chair next to me and moved everything. But all is fine. Okay, let's shuffle these cards. Also, my hair. I love doing this little curly hair process that my cousin Alyssa Amato, who is literally the best hairdresser, I would recommend her to anyone in London or Vancouver because she goes back and forth. She's just amazing. She knows what to do. And I have thick hair and she knows how to take care of my thick hair. Thank you, Lord. So she gave me her curly hair routine and I've been doing it. And as you guys can tell, because I've been doing it for a few weeks, I love it. But because I have curtain bangs, I don't know how to I don't know what to do with my curtain bangs, so I just pin them back. Okay. And if you don't know what my hair looks like because you're listening on a streaming platform, then check out the Instagram at I don't care. Dot the podcast. I don't care the podcast. There's a dot somewhere maybe or an underscore somewhere. Or tune in on YouTube and watch here. To see it's I don't care with Alexi to Stefano on YouTube okay listen bitch you're tougher than your toughest day Ooh, yes I like that perspective because the thing about everyone here listening or the people that you know around you we all made it through the toughest day because we are all still here we're still standing and we're alive because we are strong enough because we were capable to survive that tough day those tough days and we made it through and sometimes those tough days come with other tough days that are sporadic and unknown and just hit you like a ton of trucks but then you make it through those days too. So yeah, we're fucking strong. Because each and every one of us has a unique story. We have trauma and we have pain. And we, we witness things that we shouldn't have had to witness. We've been through things that we shouldn't have had to go through. We are dealing with things that we shouldn't have to deal with. But because we're human... And because we love, we have hard days. And because of love, you can get out of the hard days. And you can make it through on the other side. Whatever the other side looks like. But when you think about that tough day, whatever it might be, or multiple tough days. At the core of it is probably love. Now, that can be completely wrong. Your tough moment in life could be something that was just horrible that happened to you. Um, that there is no love around it. But I suppose I'm specifically talking about grief. Or, yeah, grief. It could be towards a marriage, towards someone who passed away, or someone that you no longer have a relationship with. All of that is forms of grief. Grief stems from love. You wouldn't feel grief if you didn't love that person or people. So when you 
are struggling with grief because it's hard because you miss that person and you just want them back in your life and you want to hear their voice again. You want to feel their presence. You want a hug from them. You want a call from them. You know, you want you want what you took advantage of when they were here. That's all because you love them. That's all because love was the connection between you two. Now, I think about my grandma, right? And we didn't have lots in common. We're completely, entirely different people. We've walked life differently. She was an immigrant. I'm not an immigrant. She raised children. I do. I certainly have not done that. She lost her child. Didn't happen to me. Instead, I lost a parent. She also lost her parents. So sometimes your trauma and your dark times, you can share with your loved ones so you don't have to go through it alone. But then again, you are strong enough because you've been through it, because you did it, because you conquered it. Alone or not alone, it doesn't matter. You did it. So remind yourself every day that you are strong, you are capable, you are brave, and you did the damn thing. My mantra, I have a couple of them, but one that I like to say when there's a moment that I have to do something difficult, like I um, the whole time at my grandma's viewing and her funeral, I just kept repeating... <coughs> My brother is home. My dog is barking and he's going because <laughs> it's that fucking cold outside that you forget how to breathe. I especially needed a mantra in moments of vulnerability because that is what is the hardest thing for me to do is to be vulnerable. And so, yeah, in moments where I felt I needed to cry. I would just repeat, I am strong, I'm beautiful, I'm brave, I'm brave, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm strong, I'm brave, whatever, whatever order. I just kept repeating it because I needed to hear it. I needed to feel those things. I needed to feel brave, I needed to feel strong, and I needed to feel beautiful to get through those moments and to not lose my mind crying. I mean, especially the moment where they open the casket for me and my um, immediate family to see her. And it was just like that moment of, whoa, they hit her so bad that she is completely unrecognizable that her face they hit us what it was one of those moments where all the questions were just spiraling you don't know who you're looking at because it's just not familiar anyway so i needed that mantra in that moment as well as when i was doing my eulogy 
in front of everyone and I was walking up there and I was waiting. I'm like, I am strong. I am beautiful. I'm brave. And that's just what worked for me. But I think everyone needs to have one that can just help you get through those moments instead of consuming myself with like all the thoughts that I was thinking. I just kept saying, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm brave. I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm brave. So then I didn't have to have every single dark thought that was in my mind because I just replaced it with I'm strong and beautiful and brave and um it helped and it helped me get through those days and it still does when I'm nervous for something I say I'm strong I'm beautiful I'm brave I can I will I am those three those six words get me through a lot and push me in a different way. I can, I will, I am is usually what I say when I am hyping myself up to do something that is outside of my comfort zone. But I know I can do it. And I'm strong, I'm beautiful, and brave is usually what I need to get myself through something. So, I recommend to find that mantra or mantras to help you deal with the feelings because it's not a it's an instant relief it's not a cure but it's an instant relief because you are strong enough just like this card says you are stronger than your toughest day but sometimes you need those affirmations to reassure yourself of that how did I do I think I did good I think I never not do good. I think I'm amazing at giving advice. Tomorrow, Hewat and I are going to a self-defense class. Yeah, I cannot wait because I am someone who pretty much always thinks I'm going to get kidnapped and murdered to the point where maybe I'm manifesting it for myself. It's not good. I need to stop. I'm... It's like I'm a hypochondriac, even though I'm not, but specifically with kidnapped, kidnapping and murder. I mean, maybe it happened in my past life, and that's why I'm so obsessed. But I think it's more because I'm just a horror movie fanatic that I know all the ways I could die if I don't get out. And so I have made it my personal mission to make sure Hewat and I are equipped with self-defense training. Now, it's it's just a one class thing because Hewat and I have set a goal for ourselves to do together, which is every month go to one free class and learn a new skill. Now, of course, you can only learn a skill so much in one class. But what so many companies do is they host one day free classes. So then they can hopefully lure you into a program. So we're going to take as many, at least 12, right? One for every month of those free classes. The goal, the plan is not to ever take any of the full workshops because we also want to focus on our acting this year as well. And so any money that we do save for a workshop, like a, 
a multiple week one will most likely be for acting or for me stand up comedy which are in like the same world uh so yes tomorrow we're going to self-defense class and i am so excited i hope any partner work that needs to be done i can just stick with he to be my partner but i i am nervous because this is a physical class and it is the first month of the year that we are doing our new skill and I am very fucking shy and I do not like being around new people and it's in an environment that I do not know. So I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm excited because, you know, I will be doing this with Hiwat. It is a journey we are both embarking on. And the amazing thing is that then we're going to ha- learn 12 new skills by the end of the year or at least know enough about the skill to say we're we're beginners at it on our acting resumes. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, It's 2024 is the year that I step out of my box, my comfort zone. I do new things. I try new things. And I sort of um, live a little differently than how I've been living because life is short. You need to enjoy it. You're only young for so long. I don't want to regret wasting my young years worrying about stupid dumb shit that I'm going to forget what I was even worrying about in five years, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. The worries don't matter. When we look back at our life at any age you are and you and you do look back and reflect You're not like, what was I worrying about then? You were like, what was I doing then? What fun memories do I have? And maybe you'll reflect and be like, I was worrying too much. I should have let loose more. And I don't want that. So 2024, I'm going to try to work on it. Yeah. All right. I cannot contain this any longer. I am just way too fucking excited. I have to talk about it. If you guys don't know, and there's a chance you don't because I haven't talked too much about her on the podcast, but I am Ariana Grande's biggest fan. Easily. I love her. I love her. She could do no wrong. She does no wrong. She is a mastermind of a human. She is the most talented, beautiful soul, soul, human on this planet that I even question. How can she be human? But I know she is because she's raw. She's authentic. She's real. She talks about it. My queen. My Ariana released a new song today called yes and holy shit i'm obsessed yes and say the shit with your chest and be your own fucking best friend it's amazing like anything she does is gold she is my beyonce and what people don't realize is that the Arianators, who 
the real ones know we're actually called tiny elephants. Us. We are stronger. We are better. We are the best army. Now, Taylor Swift Swifties can come for me. Come for me. Do it. Do it. I'm not hating on Taylor. I'm just saying the fandom for Ariana is better. Because we're not like, and sorry, this might offend you, but we're not crazy obsessed. Like, we're not psychotic about it. But it's like appropriate. Like, the way we love her is appropriate. But it's also, it is intense, but it's not like Swifty, Swifties are, you guys just take it to another level. You take it to another level. And I get it. I'm a diehard fan too. I get it. But y'all just take it too far. And at least Ariana has amazing style. And I'm just going to leave it there because look, The 10 of you who listen to it now aren't going to care. But one day when it's thousands of you, I'm not trying to get canceled. Although, let me tell you right now, cancel culture, one thing. You guys are going to try to take me down. I can feel it because I say what's on my mind. I know when I do gain a platform and I am a successful actress, y'all are going to try to rip me down. You're going to pull everything I've ever said on the podcast And you're going to be like, Alexia, she's such a bad girl. We need to, like, cancel her for this and cancel her for this and cancel her for this. Stop. Don't cancel me. Because, well, you can try. Go ahead. But don't. I have opinions. And I will say my opinions. So long as my opinions don't hurt people don't actually offend good-hearted people, why the fuck do you care what I say? If I say the sky is blue, sorry, it is blue. If I say the sky is purple and you guys try to cancel me because you're like, this bitch is so dumb, she thinks it's purple, but it's blue. Like, who the fuck actually cares? So, yeah, I'm saying Swifties can be psychotic. Yes, Can you cancel me for that? No, because it's facts. It's true. And if we're going to try to cancel me because I love Drake Queens, go ahead. The ones canceling me, I hate y'all anyway. So we cannot. If you don't like what I say, how about this? Go away. Just leave. If you don't like what I'm saying, just don't listen. Whoa, that's a thought. That's a thought. And again, this isn't for the five of you who are listening today. It's just for the future of this podcast. When my fans one day go back and listen to everything I've done before fame, before I have to like actually be careful of what I say, at that point in my life, fuck off if you don't like what I say just choose someone else to be a fan of choose someone else to listen to I might not be your girl and that's fine because what I can't stand is people who get canceled and hated on for literally nothing and we can go back to Rachel Zegler like 
girl has said nothing but people want to hate on her and cancel her for what because like maybe the way she talked about Snow White wasn't appropriate enough like wasn't fangirly enough like literally fuck off if you're gonna care so much about what people say when it's not hurting you physically it's not bullying and it is just an opinion like y'all got way too much time on your hands it's annoying okay and also okay because i listened to the toast and this is claudia's thought and i strongly agree with her so i'm going to say it but please listen to the toast it's a fantastic podcast who is the one doing the canceling think about it okay and i'm gonna talk i'm gonna talk you through and i'm not gonna give you the answer i hope you find the answer and then when i'm done talking i'll tell you the answer if you listen to my podcast okay and let's imagine hypo- like this is 10 years in the future i've established my career the five views are now thousands of views hundreds of thousands of views actually and i say something that is um not offensive but just maybe the truth of some sort that annoys or bothers specific people who is going to take the time to dislike leave a long ass comment about how terrible i am as a human being going to then report me and say i have brand deals with people going to tell the companies to leave me essentially who is going to take the time to do those things who are the kinds of people on the world who get so bothered by random strangers and their thoughts that they are going to take steps to cancel that person. Maybe the same people who would ask for a manager. Maybe the same people who would get annoyed at someone for not getting what they want. Now, if I'm not making it clear enough, women, the answer is women. Okay, and I am, a, I am the biggest feminist. But you don't see men canceling other people. Because they don't give a shit. Because they have the mentality, if they don't like what they're watching, they will stop watching. Or they will ignore what they heard and just move on. But when a woman doesn't like something that was said, for whatever reason, they then have to torment the person who said it until they are removed from the fucking face of the planet am i right or am i right i'm right and if that also offends you then go away this community that i am going to spend a lot of time building over my lifetime we have to be strong okay we have to have thick skin we have to be able to hear something that i said maybe not like it maybe nicely tell me in the comments that you didn't like what I said and give a good reason why and maybe maybe I'll apologize if I like that reason enough 
But if you are someone who is overly sensitive, is going to get offended by things that I say, literally, please go. This We're going to build a community of people who aren't cancelers. And we're going to love each other. So cancel, cancel culture. Or join cancel culture, but just leave me alone. Okay, because the name of the podcast is I Don't Care. And so I don't care what I'm going to say sometimes. And again, I'm not going to bully. I'm not going to harass. And I'm not going to hurt people. And therefore, I have freedom of speech to say whatever I want. Just like you do. And we have to trust each other that we're not going to cancel each other. Now, if I say something that is blatantly wrong... That is when we leave the floor open for constructive criticism. And that is always welcome. But not cancel culture. Okay? I don't even remember what I was saying before. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yes, Ariana. Okay. Ariana, my love, her new song, Yes And, it's just fantastic. It is godly. And so I'm going to... Now, I don't know if the lyrics are up yet, and I don't want to play it because that is dangerous. Okay, let me see. Okay, the lyrics aren't up yet, but I just, you guys have to listen to the intro. Uh, Not the whole thing because it's too long and I'm going to get copyright. I just, I'm going to stop it there because I'm going to get copyright. And not that I get paid, but anyway. Guys, it's so good. Let me skip ahead and play a little bit more just because it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Like, it is a self-love anthem. It is a fuck them who cares anthem it is i'm amazing and what about it it is i'm gonna do my i'm gonna live my life yes and you can't say anything about it it is just top tier music ariana does nothing but top tier music now i need to clarify something because last week i said the album is yes and and that it would be released today on the 12th. I was wrong. The single is Yes And. I don't know when the album is going to be released. But I'm okay with that. Because Yes And is so good. Possibly my favorite single of Ariana's. For sure the best music video she's ever had. Actually, we're going to talk about the music video. I need to calm down because I'm just so excited. I need to relax. The music video, guys. It's giving me horror movie vibes because... Now, first I know Ariana is a huge horror fan. But I... It's the escape room. It is 
saw jigsaw it is what other movie does what i'm thinking about uh it's giving just like a rotation of human beings so with escape room this group of people go into an escape room and do the escape room i mean they die and things happen but it's a group of people and then we see the next movie and we learned that different groups of people went and did the escape room died and what whatever it's giving that we're like this group of people come in watch a little song and dance and then leave and the next group of people come in watch the song and dance and they leave that aspect of it gives the horror movie vibes because it's like we're gonna trap you in this warehouse and we're gonna you're kind of not into it at first so at first it's like torture we're gonna torture you and then by the end you're like orgasming it's so good that's what this missed someone needed to do that but it's so that that element of like it's not i don't think meant to be horror-esque but when you are such a big fan of horror like ariana is and myself you kind of see it in everything and yeah it's like a warehouse that she invites people to come and watch this dance and it's haters who have shit to say and she's like okay y'all got shit to say come in here okay and i'm gonna sing this song dance you're gonna lose your shit you're gonna take back everything you say and guess what i don't care because my business is mine your business is yours why do you care whose dick i ride that's what she says those aren't my words but um i am going to try to find the exact thing she says in a specific moment but i don't want to repeat it because um well then that defeats the point because then you guys are going to hear the music can i find it though i don't know but if you haven't watched this music video take the time to do it what four minute three four minutes long and it's a masterpiece the director the cinematography the acting the dancing the dancing the dancing not just ariana's dancing but the the dancing and the choreography and the dancers and the stone the stone killed me in the outfits on point the hair and the makeup everything perfection the the like curtains over the windows and then the falling of them and and just everything and and each person's outfits all the actors and the dancers but the set the set oh so some of the choreography was giving dangerous woman no no god is a woman vibes with like the heavy touching of each dancer and ariana like that was giving some major god is a woman vibes in the best way but it was elevated it was sophisticated i'm obsessed can i say that enough 
No, I can't. And? Yes, and? Say that shit with your chest. And? Be your own fucking best friend. And say that shit with your chest. Ariana is an amazing songwriter also. Her lyrics are amazing. Yeah, boy, rockin' side to side isn't her best. But, because Baby Now We Got Bad Blood is also on the same level as Ariana's worst. Like, every artist has the worst. And every artist is amazing also. Now, it's not J-Lo, where it's like almost everything is like surface level. Uh, If you love me, say it like you mean it. Not just in the evening, only when you want my body. Or... Na 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 na, dinero dinero dinero. Eh, I just want the greed, want the money, want the cash flow. Like, look, I love J Lo, but her lyrics aren't the best. And look, Taylor Swift, amazing. I don't know, I don't know her songs like that, but we know collectively that she is a phenomenal songwriter. As is Beyonce, as is Ariana. She just needs to. She just doesn't get the appreciation that someone like Taylor does get. And I'm just personally tired of that. If we are going to uplift talented women, then we should uplift all the talented women, including the people who are up and coming. Everyone. Um, So this year is Ariana's year. Wicked. She's no, that comes out later. That comes out next year, doesn't it? I'm sure it was, if the strike didn't happen, I'm sure Wicked would come out 2024, but I think because of the strike, it's now coming out 2025. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever watched Wicked. Now, I'm not a theater kid. I liked theater. I loved doing theater in high school and in middle school, but I'm never, I've never been like a musical fanatic girly. Not that there's anything wrong. I love those people. And I wish I could recite every musical ever on the planet and every Broadway rendition of it with every single actor. I just don't have that in my head. Yeah, that's a shame. But I don't know what I'm saying. I don't remember what I was saying. So I'm going to move on. Because, guys, I can talk about Ariana all day. But we don't, we don't want that. You guys are going to get annoyed. I have had some wild dreams lately. And... <laughs> one of them made me want to cry. But I'm going to get... get I can't even talk. That's how like disappointing it was. Because you know when everything is going right in your dream and it feels so real because mine feels so real. Everything is going right and it felt like a normal day. And then I woke up. But I'll tell you that later. First I'm going to tell you a dream I had maybe a week ago. And I kept meaning to tell my brother but I forgot. So, we live in this house, 
and in the dream we lived in this house and we okay it's been a week so i don't remember the details completely but bear with me here i might make a little bit up as we go just so it's like a complete story but i I don't think i can even anyway my brother and i lived in this house with my mom and that is how it was in the dream as well however my mother was away on vacation and so it was just my brother and i and one night we have people over or or i should say he has people over and i hang out upstairs because that's usually how it goes and so he hosts this event and then people go and i start to clean up because i'm like that i need a clean house before i go to sleep so i begin to clean up and then i can sort of hear some not good sounds coming from the garage and i go "Uh uh-oh that can't be good so i rush to the garage and here i see my brother has murdered someone and i go oh that's really not good and he's like you gotta help me like we gotta get rid of the body and i'm like yeah absolutely we do cannot have it in the house And we cannot be suspects for murder to this person. I don't know who the person was, but it was a person. And then I'm like, wait, we should put it, put him in like the freezer. So then we're like, great. That's a great idea. However, neither of us are strong enough or capable to pick up a dead body of someone who was significantly bigger than both of us because we're small lift him up and put him in in the freezer that's we're just not that's above our pay grade here but what we can do is put a garbage bag over them and put them outside in the backyard even though our backyard can be seen pretty much by all the neighbors because we share fences we still go no that's logical and it's the middle of the night no one's there we're like this this is gonna work No one's going to see like this garbage bag and be like, what are they doing? It's a dead body because it's in the backyard. It could be like a plant. And so we push it. So our our backyard has like a round curve in the grass at one point. We push, we drag the body all the way to the curve in our backyard and we just we just prop it against like the wall and we call it a night. We're, we're exhausted at this point, right? And then we go to sleep. Although I don't go to sleep. I am stressing out. How are we going to get rid of this body? I am. I know I can't Google anything because hello, that's just inc- incriminating us, obviously. And, and just a preference, preference, guys, this is a dream. This is a dream. And so I am thinking about every horror movie TV show that I have watched. And I am thinking about how are we going to discard this body? What are we going to do? And I was like, okay, we could disintegrate the body in the bathtub with, I can't remember, I don't remember as Alexia, awake Alexia, what 
chemicals, but I know some heavy chemicals do it because in the show Dead to Me, that's what they attempted to do to a body, but then they ultimately decided to just put him in the freezer until they were going to bury him. And so in the in my dream, I was referencing that TV show. I was like, we can do that. And I'm trying to plan. But I'm like, okay. But then if police were to come here and investigate and they were to check the tub, there still could be, they could test for the chemicals and then it would be positive because the chemicals are in the tub. Or what if we didn't clean it enough and a piece of the body or something is stuck in the drain. Anyways, I'm going through all the dark options here. And I go, I feel like we can think of a better way. And I'm just going over and I'm going over every possible way. And I am stressed out here because I don't want to go to jail. I'm 20. I didn't commit this murder. I just helped bring the body to the backyard. But because I did that and because he's my brother, we're in this together. The next day, our neighbor comes over and he is like talking to us and we can kind of sense that he knows something is up. And so what do we do? Yeah, we killed him. Yeah, because at this point we're murderers now. What's another body? So we kill him and we wait till nighttime and we also put him in the backyard against the wall not in the same spot we put him straight ahead from the porch to the back fence we have like a little like square spot we put him there okay great now we've got two bodies and now i'm really freaking out okay because i'm like now we are serial killers because we've killed one body but that made us murderer but now we're serial killers and we don't even know how to discard the first body now we have two i was freaking out a lot i don't remember what happened in the dream next but i know somehow a third body was there somehow somewhere someone became the third body And now I'm like, this cannot be good. Maybe now this is the life we choose to live. We should, we should run away. We should go to a farm somewhere and and just become murderers on a farm. Sort of like Pearl. We should just do X. Just be an Airbnb and then kill the people who come. Because three bodies... Where do we go from here, right? Thankfully, after it was nighttime and I was out on the porch and I saw these three bodies in garbage bags neatly placed in the backyard against a different fence or wall, I woke up. And I needed to wake up because God, was I so stressed in that dream. I was nearly about to have a panic attack. I had never been happier to wake up and find out that I was not a serial killer, that I wasn't going to jail, that my life is still ahead of me, and and that I'm not a terrible human being, and that 
The same goes for my brother. I was so relieved. And now that I know what it's like to be a murderer um, in terms of fear, there, there's no coming back from that. And that's a chapter that I hope never dreams. Let's close the chapter and leave it in the past. Okay? I can be murdered in dreams, no problem. I have those all the time. But let's leave this new twist of things in the past. Um, just to clarify for anyone, anyone, that was a dream. That was a dream. And I have an episode on dreams that I've had specifically. So if you listen to that, you will know that this is really not out of pocket at all. This is right up the alley for all my dreams. They are dark. They are twisted. But again, I watch horror movies like I eat chips. And so that is constantly what is on my brain. And I am writing horror movies all the time. Well, not all the time. But I'm constantly creating concepts for horror movies. So it's just like always on my mind. Plus, a lot of the auditions that I do are kind of in that world, which I'm so in love with, thankfully, because that's my passion is the horror genre. So it's just, it's normal for me to have these kinds of dreams. But this was like, I had never felt that kind of guilt before or fear before. And now that I know what it feels like, I never want to feel it again. It, not just because murder, but like anything. I don't want to feel those feelings. And I'm grateful that I can actually feel feelings like so viscerally in my dreams because then when I wake up, I never care to feel those things anymore. I can't remember what it was, but a few months ago, I had a dream. And it was something that like I wanted to do or had been thinking about. And it happened in my dream. And it was the worst feeling ever. And then I was like, oh, you know, never mind. Like, I've felt it now. I don't feel like I need to feel it ever again because I, I felt it. Um, so my dreams are, they're literally real life. Until I open my eyes, they are real life. They're using my emotions. It feels real. Like, everything is my actual life. It's just like crazy circumstances are happening. And I'm feeling my feelings. So that was dream number one. Last night, I was dreaming. And the last dream was a good example of waking up feeling happy that that was just a dream. This next one is waking up sad and angry that it was just a dream. So in my dream, I'm eating dinner. And I get a call from my agent. And I answer the call. And she goes, hi, Alexia. And I go, hi. And she's like, I have some news. And I go, uh-oh. And she's like, 
no, not bad news. And I go, uh-oh. Like, I, don't ask why I did that. That was a dream, but I, I did that. And she's like, so there's this movie that's being made. And the casting director wants to book you for it. And I was like, but I didn't audition. She goes, no, she doesn't want you to, to audition. She likes you so much from past auditions and your look so much that she wants you for this film. And so I f- start freaking out, right? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Tell her yes. And I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm going to be in a film. Like what? And she's like, I need to still get further details about what your role will be specifically what days you're going to work and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, no problem. I hang up. I start um, emailing my other boss and I'm like, hey, I'm booked for a movie. Like, uh, I'm going to have to take some days off work. I don't know what days yet, but I'm going to have to take some days off. (coughs) And then she, sorry, I uh, start Googling the movie Uh, Because it was once made into a movie and now they're remaking it sort of like Mean Girls. And so I'm researching it and it's like the portrait of someone who starts with a B. And Natalie Leone is in it. And I think Nicole Kidman or Natalie Portman. Sorry, Natasha Leone and Natalie Portman. Yes. They were both in it and it was when they were like young teenagers. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God, am I going to work with Natasha Leone and Natalie Portman? Am I going to fucking work with them? I didn't even audition for this film and here I am working with two greats. And so I'm freaking out. I am just so excited. I go into my mom's room to like tell her this good news and what movie is she watching she's watching the portrait of the man who starts with a b with natasha and natalie in it and i go hmm you like this movie and she goes yeah i do and i go well i'm gonna be in it and she goes that's sweet and i go no i just got off my the phone with my agent they're making a remake and i got the movie and my mom's like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. Woohoo. And I'm like, yeah. And then I am like all of a sudden in an apartment with like my uncle and my aunt cousins and they're watching the movie. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to be in the remake of this. I was booked. And my uncle, he's like. Well, that's not exciting because. The classic is just so amazing. And I was like, way to be supportive. And I walked away (laughs) and I just left. But then I was just so happy that I booked it. And then I woke up. Then I woke up and I go, oh, so I'm not going to be in a movie with Natasha Leone and Natalie Portman. That isn't my reality. Got it. And then I sent Hugh out a voice memo. 
And I told her the story, except that I never told her it was a dream until the very end. And so she got excited for me. And just like me, then felt absolute sadness that it was just a dream. And she's like, why would you do that to me? And I was like, how the fuck do you think I felt? How the fuck do you think I felt waking up from that dream, not being a movie star? And with that, I'm going to leave you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.